Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code and all things electrically related. My name is Paul, and this show is sponsored by Electrical Code Academy Incorporated. So what is today's episode about? We're going to keep it short. We're going to talk about the rooftop adders. What is a rooftop adder? Well, if you're familiar with the code, you saw that this came in a couple cycles ago that said, look, if I run a raceway, uh, or a cable above a rooftop in direct sunlight, I have to do something to that. I have to add something to it because of this potential elevated ambient temperature or this heat that's generated from the rooftop surface. So we saw a couple cycles ago this came in and it was pretty complex. In other words, depending on the height that raceway was or cable was above the rooftop, then the, the value of the adder, the amount of temperature percentage you had to add to it, I shouldn't say percentage, the amount of temperature that you had to add to the overall ambient to get you an overall figure was uh, complex. It depended on the distances and how high and whatnot. So in the 2017 code, it's been dramatically simplified. There's only one adder there. And the exception to this adder still applies. So let's look at it. So if you've got your code book, what you want to go to, and it's kind of odd that it's actually under 31015B3C, but it is what it, it is. What it is. Um, and so it's basically giving you this raceway or cable exposed to sunlight on rooftops adder component. Okay. So let's talk about some things first. And this is something that you got to check yourself. You've, you've got to see whether or not you're doing this. So, you know, you're the electricians out there. You're the engineers. You're the designers. You're the, you're the future of this industry. And what you're doing is when you stick a raceway or a cable assembly, let's say it's PVC jacketed MC or whatever it is, outdoors, uh, and you're putting it in an outdoor temperature uh, and there's a potential for an elevated ambient temperature. Or if I'm running a raceway through a building, through let's say a boiler room, where I'm going to have an elevated ambient temperature, then I have to understand that there is a different thing that I have to do. There is a an actual adjustment or correction that has to take place, whether we're dealing with the number of current carrying conductors in this system, or we're dealing with an elevated um correction or an elevated temperature and we're going to have to do something whether we're dealing with 31015b2 and 31015b2a for the ambient temperature correction table uh, or we're dealing with the adjustments that might deal with the number of current carrying conductors in a raceway uh, which is found under 31015b3a so we don't know which we're dealing with um, if you want to know an extensive um, video series that explains that then i encourage you to go to our website this is a shameless plug moment, okay? Shameless plug moment. <laughs> That's right. And you would go over to masterthenec.com. Now, if you go over to the masterthenec.com, then you will see that if you click on the videos that we have a video. In fact, it might be the first one that's actually playing on the website. It's about two and a half hours long, and it tells you everything that you care to know, need to know about adjustment and corrections uh, when dealing in uh, 31015B. So that's a good resource for you. Uh, I will also do another shameless plug, uh, and that is going to be on January 26th, 
we're going to have a free webinar in where I go over the most important components of 31015 for adjustment and corrections, kind of in a format that helps you memorize it. I have a unique way of presenting it. So we're going to do that. Uh, so feel free to register for that. It's free. Go to our website and then click on the webinar tab. And down there, you'll see where you can register. Again, free of charge. Uh, you don't have to pay. We don't sign you up for anything or anything like that. It's free. In fact, 99% of the stuff on our website is free. We're here to teach you the code. That's it. We're here to help you out. We're not here to gain anything other than that. We're not selling products. Now, if you want to hire us for consulting services or something that you need, that's perfectly fine. But most of the stuff we do here, we're giving to you. Okay. So unless we have some special program that we have to sell in order to recoup our investment, but I don't see any right now on our website. So generally it's, it's all free right now. So anyway, we give you a bunch of resources. But today we're talking about this adder, this little thing that you have to do. Uh, in order to adjust for the radiated heat that comes from the rooftop surface that is in direct sunlight, uh, that can elevate the temperature within the annular space of that raceway or cable system, which could threaten to breach the conductor's insulation rating, which is probably 90 degrees C, because that's what you want to do from adjustment and corrections. Uh, keep it in mind that if there was a 75 degree C rated insulation, then you have to adjust from the 75 degree or correct from the 75. Okay. That is all covered in that lesson online. Again, go to masterthenec.com.net or .org or electricalcodeacademy.com.net.org and you can watch that video. It's also on our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and search for Master the NEC or use the little at symbol and search for at Master the NEC and you'll find us. Okay. Enough of those shameless plugs. All right. Now, the thing we want to talk about is in any location outside or inside of a building where you might have a difference in temperature from the norm. Now, when I say from the norm, I'm talking about the temperatures that are expressed in the table 31015B16 uh, table. Now, that table is giving us the ampacity values for this specific insulation types based on their temperature rating at a 30 degrees C or 86 degree Fahrenheit and not more than three current current conductors. So the impacities that are on that table, the ones that we're very familiar with that impacity table, those are great as long as you meet those conditions of use. Anytime that I have a difference of that condition of use means the ambience lower or higher, or I have more than three current carrying conductors, then the values that are on that table, which by the way are rated for continuous use, are now having to be modified or changed in some way. Now, I can use those impacities to apply these adjustment and corrections, but the values that are there are based on those conditions of use. So what we're going to talk about is what happens if that condition of use is different. It means a rooftop adder or the temperature is different on top of a roof and I have to make some kind of uh, correction based on the ambient temperatures that may be not 30 degrees C or 86 degrees Fahrenheit. Now you will notice in your code book that the table that deals with these correction values for this temperature states very clearly in the table that the ambient temperature correction factors are based on a 30 degrees C or an 86 degree Fahrenheit. So that's uh, no coincidence that 31015B16 says the same thing at the top of that chart, okay? So this is the table you're going to use when you're using 31015B16 and those opacity values, okay? So there's no change, no change in that application. So, all right, now 
Let's talk about the the ambience. So what if, I mean, a lot of electricians know that when you have more than three current current conductors in a, in a, in a cable uh, or in a raceway, um, conduit, tubing, whatever, that you're going to have to make some kind of adjustment for those numbers of current current conductors that exceed three. Now, that's pretty familiar. We, we've done that. And we understand how to apply. Hopefully, if you don't, go back and watch our video on that. You know how to apply the rules in 31015B3A. You get it. It's four to six current carrying conductors, then you've got an 80% uh, D rating. If it's seven to nine, you got a 70. 10 to 20, you got a 50. That can dramatically affect the ampacity of that conductor. And it might not be good enough after you apply this to do what you need to do to handle the actual load itself. And remember, the load is the load. Okay. All right. So we're familiar with that. But how many of you actually apply the ambient? Uh, Correction. In other words, if it's not in a 30 degrees C location, do you know how to apply that? Do you really just take for granted that it's a conditioned space and you don't have to worry about exceeding the 30 degrees C? Okay, maybe that's a given. But what if I'm running it through a location that has an elevated ambient, like a boiler room or an area where it's a transformer equipment room that might have elevated heat due to it, to the transformers? And I got to kind of know what the temperature is going to be in there. So hopefully you can work on that design. Or, or what if I'm running it outside on the side of a building or I'm running it in a location where it's in sunlight? Or I'm going to have to do some kind of correction because... The temperatures aren't going to be 30 degrees C or 86 degrees Fahrenheit. They could be very much elevated. So first thing you're going to ask yourself is, okay, well, how do I know what the temperature is in this area? Well, good news for you. There's documents that already give you this value based on the geographical region all around the country. And there's two ways you can get this document. One way you can get it. Uh, and the National Electrical Code did a real good job under 31015B3C by telling you that you can go to the ASHRAE, that's A-S-H-R-A-E Handbook of Fundamentals. And if you buy that ASHRAE Handbook, then it's going to give you all of these values, these temperatures based on the geographical area. And it doesn't going to give every one of them, but it's going to give you a, a city that's pretty close to where you might be. Uh, and then you can use that value. And that's going to give you the uh, design, 2% design factor for the three months of the year that is the peak heated months or whatnot, or the highest potential temperature months. And you're going to use those values there that it gives you there. Or I, I'll tell you something that's easier. I'll tell you an easier. Go over to copper.org. That's the you know Copper Development Association. If you go there and you do a search in their search bar and type in rooftop uh, adders or just rooftop calculations or rooftop chart, uh, whatever you type in there, uh, you will find that they have a free document that you can download. And basically it took everything out of the ASHRAE fundamentals and put it in this easy, quick to use document that you can keep in your code book. You could keep it. Uh, all your inspectors could keep it. You could have it at your, at your company so that when you're designing something, you can look at the area and you already design in the potential ambient. Okay, for that location geographically, wherever you are in the country. So it is available out there. Okay, it doesn't preclude the inspector from doing a calculation based on what they think the ambient is, but you really want to use some design factor, and that's the best way to do it. And again, jurisdiction 90.4, the authority having jurisdiction can do what they want, but it's much easier to be on an even playing field and use something that's published data. Okay, 
So that's what you're going to use. And so again, you got two sources for that. You can go to Asheray Fundamentals. You might already have one in your office and it's there. Or you can go to copper.org, C-O-P-P-E-R dot O-R-G, and you can search for it on there and you can get it. In fact, if you go to our website, I think I provided a link to that. In fact, on the YouTube channel, when you listen to this video, I listen to this video. How's that sound? When you listen to this podcast on YouTube, actually down in the description, I will put a link to the actual copper.org download for that document. Okay? That'll make it easier for you. All right, so today we're going to talk about that rooftop adder. So you're going to assume that if you've got an ambient temperature that is not 30 degrees C or 86 degrees Fahrenheit, um, that you're going to have to have some kind of correction factor, and you're going to use the table in 31015B2A. Now, what 31015B3A is saying now, what happens if I install a raceway or cable on top of a rooftop that is in direct sunlight? And if that's the cable, if it's exposed to direct sunlight on or above the rooftop, then I'm going to have to add some type of adder to this. And when we say adder, we mean we're going to add an additional temperature adder to compensate for the heat. In other words, when we add the temperature and we have to go to this table, that means the ampacity of the conductor derates down in order to protect that buffer so that it doesn't exceed the actual rating of the 90 degrees C or whatever the insulation rating is of the conductors inside of that raceway or cable. We don't want to breach it. So the only way we can do that is potentially lower the ampacity value. Well, what could happen here is it could result in a larger conductor and that's more expensive and that could result in a larger conductor could result in a larger raceway. So it's real important to do these calculations and you do have to do these ambient correction calculations. Even if the raceway is on the side of the building, you have to take these things into account. So the adder that we're talking about today is dealing with the direct sunlight rooftop applications on or above of raceways and cables. So get your code book, pause this audio podcast to, it allows you to go look at 31015B3C. And now we're going to discuss it. All right, in the 2014 code, you had different layers. You had four different categories depending on what height that raceway or cable was above the rooftop. And you had a different adder depending on how close it was to the rooftop. Uh, So in 2017 code, we did away with all that. We have simply one adder. And this adder is now based on 7 eighths of an inch, which is generally the typical... uh, uh, thickness of a Kindor strap or typical support. So at least it keeps you at least, if you're at least seven eighths inches or greater, then you don't have to worry about any rooftop adder. You still got to worry about the ambient uh, temperature there and make a correction if the ambient temperature, whatever it is for your geographical region. But you don't have to worry about this additional adder to take place. So what it says is if the distance above the rooftop to the bottom of the raceway or cable is less than 7 eighths of an inch, then you have to add a temperature adder of 30 degrees C, or if you're using Fahrenheit from that chart from ASHRAE or whatnot, then it would be 60 degrees Fahrenheit. You got to remember that the table on 31015B2A for the ambient correction um, gives you both the Celsius and the Fahrenheit. It just depends on which one you're using. And of course, so. So let's do an example. If it was supposedly, it was... 80 degrees Celsius is the ambient that I got from the ASHRAE or from the copper.org chart. So that's what we're dealing with. So if the temperature was 80 degrees um, 
C. I'm just uh, just saying. If it was 80 degrees C. Then I take the 80 degrees, and if the raceway or cable was less than 7 eighths of an inch above the rooftop, or even on the rooftop, then I have to add an additional 30 degree, 33 degrees C. Then that's going to give me 113 degrees C. Okay. Now, the same thing and apply to the Fahrenheit. If it was, let's say it was a 113 degrees Fahrenheit was the value that I got from the ASHRAE fundamentals table or from the copper.org, which is, again, a regurgitation of the ASHRAE data, then I would take the 113 plus the 60 degrees Fahrenheit, and now it's 173 degrees Fahrenheit. So then, just like you did before when you make a normal ambient correction, you go over to this table, and depending on the insulation rating of the conductor you're working with, I choose that column, and I simply come down and I find the one that matches this new correction as well as the additional adder and that is the multiplier that I'm going to use. So in our case it was 173 so I would come down and I'd be in the 90 degrees C because that would be the insulation type I'm using. Maybe it's THHN slash THWN-2 and I come down and I see that a 173 puts me in the 168 to 176 column so I have a a, a new uh, ambient temperature correction factor of 0.41 or I can take that and move the decimal points two places to the right and that means it's a 41% reduction okay in ampacity of that conductor based on what the table says in 31015B16 okay so but you're going to you you want to convert you want to keep it as a decimal because it's easier to work in your multiplication all right so that's what you're going to do uh, in your application. So basically you take the ampacity values in the 90 degree column of 31015B16 if you're dealing with conductors that have a 90 degree C rating. You take that value times 0.41 and that's going to give you a value. And that's your new ampacity value. And then you have to look and see whether or not that can actually handle the load that's in question. And you have to compare that to the terminal limitations. In most cases, are going to be the 75 degrees C column. Just to make sure that, one, your load doesn't exceed the new ampacity rating of that conductor. And again, I explain all of that in our series where we talk about adjustment and corrections. Just go to the website and you'll see something that says uh, derating demystified. And you watch that video and I'll show you how to do all that. The key point of this lesson is how you use that rooftop adder, okay? Now, here's a couple things to remember. If that raceway or cable is not in direct sunlight, you still have an ambient that you have to correct for, but you might not have the adder. So if you built something over top of it that shaded it the whole time, then it wouldn't be in direct sunlight all the time, and you don't have to add this adder. Um, another thing that I will tell you is that if it's above 7 eighths of an inch, then again, you don't have to apply the adder, but you do have to still deal with the temperature correction values that you have to take place, okay? Now, what if I want to install XHHW-2? Now, that is called a thermoset, not a thermoplastic. That's a thermoset, and that X actually stands for cross-link polyethylene. Uh, it's a cross-link process, uh, a chemical process that binds the molecular structure of that insulated material, uh, and it doesn't break down as easy or can be reformed like a thermoplastic can. So cross-link polyethylene, XLPE, is what we refer to it as. You have the two H's, uh, high heat, W, wet location. The dash two reminds you that it can be installed using the 90-degree uh, value of that insulation, whether it's a wet or dry location. That's important for adjustment correction purposes so that you can use the ampacity value in the 90 degree column in 31015B16 for all your adjustment and corrections. Now look, I know I go fast. Slow it down. 
watch, listen to this again. Um, and makes it makes it a little easier. I do it. I go fast because of a method of teaching that I call redundancy. So that's why I repeat things over and over again. It's a system that I developed. Whereas I go really fast, but then I say things over and over and over again. It's all about redundancy. But you can stop and go back anytime and play it over and over and over again. So that's the rule. Okay, that is the rule. So if I use XHHW-2 in this installation then it doesn't matter whether it's on the rooftop, if it's less than 7 eighths of an inch or over 7 eighths of an inch, I don't have to apply that rooftop adder. So that's an allowance for using that cross-link polyethylene, the XHHW-2 model. Uh, it doesn't apply to RHH, RHW-2, or USE-2, which are also thermosets, but they didn't list it here in the exception. So again, it only applies to XHHW-2. And I won't go into why that happened, but I will tell you that it's all based on who submitted the the public input at the time and how they argued it. Uh, And at the end of the day, XHHW-2 was accepted um, as the only one that's exception to this rule, Uh, but it is what it is. So use XHHW-2 if you don't worry about a rooftop adder, if you're in an installation where your raceways are sitting directly on the rooftop. Okay. All right, that's it. So I just wanted to cover that for you. Again, this was another episode. It went 20 minutes. Hopefully you got something out of it. If you have any questions, remember you can always email me at info, I-N-F-O at masterthenec.com. That's M-A-S-T-E-R-T-H-E-N-E-C.com. Uh, you can also email me at info at electricalcodeacademy.com. Uh, visit our websites at masterthenec.com.net or .org or electricalcodeacademy.com.net or .org. Also, masteringthenec.com, you can visit us, or electricalseminars.net. We have a bunch of ways that you can reach us. Go to our Twitter page. Go to Twitter and search for at masterthenec, and you can link up with us. Go to our Facebook page and type in there at masterthenec to search for us on on Facebook, uh, or you can just type in search masterthenec, connect with us. Um, Also, we have a exam prep group, which is a open group for you to be able to join and discuss electrical code exam questions and how to prepare for exams or exchange information about exams or whatnot between other users of the code. You don't necessarily have to be studying for an exam. It's just about learning the NEC. So hopefully you'll go and do that. Um, you can also listen to all of our episodes on Spreaker. Uh, and if you have the iTunes, search for Master the NEC on iTunes, and you can actually download all these episodes to listen to your iTunes in your car. If you have the iHeartRadio app, we are syndicated on iHeartRadio. So you can search for Master the NEC on the iHeartRadio app, and you can find us, and you can actually listen to these podcasts, my version of a podcast, uh, in your car while you're working out in the gym. I know you want to listen to me while you're working out in the gym. I can just see you now. Anyway, God bless everybody. Take care. Hopefully you have a safe and glorious and prosperous new year. Again, I'm here to help you in any way possible. Um, So um, take care. God bless and be safe until next time. Have a wonderful, blessed new year.